and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. This week we are going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. Why we do them, why we hate them, while what we're doing, what we're not doing, what we're trying to become and be. So let's start off with Annie. Annie, (laughs) tell us what your New Year's resolutions are. Who do you want to be in 2023? (laughs) Annie's joining us via Zoom, so she's going to talk super, super loud so you guys can hear her wonderful thoughts. Thanks, Lauren. Uh, one thing that I have, like, I usually don't do resolutions in, like, the sense of saying, oh, well, in this year, I am going to do this all year, because I tend to um, get in my head and get frustrated, because I know I'm not going to do it well, and I'm going to fail before I get started, and end up not doing anything, and that's just not a good place to, you know, to be, so... Um, but I do try and think about at the beginning of the year, like what what has been working for me in my life in, in, in the past year and what hasn't been, and really kind of gearing it towards what am I going to do this Lent and like start like preparing mm-hmm. in advance. Or, or if we do, uh, my husband has done Exodus 90 several years now, and I've done Magnify 90 um, a couple times, and that starts pretty early in the year. Um, so I start thinking about like those sort of things. And one thing that has really been laid on my heart this year is that I need to be journaling more often. Um, I hope I want to, I really want to develop into a daily habit. Um, as we're recording this, it is what day five of the year and I have not journaled a single day yet, but I will get there maybe. Hopefully, um, I did buy a new little notebook that fits in my purse because I got really upset with myself um, one day where I, find, I I did get to go to mass alone where I like, and if I'm alone, I like to, to mass journal. And I realized I had go, like had the intent of I'm going to journal on there. I'm going to stay for adoration, do some journaling, and then left it at home and realized I didn't have anything in my bag to write on or anything in my uh not getting out the door on timeness that i am so great at um i just left everything at home so that's something that i realized like i want to be prepared for those times so i got a little a little notebook for my for my purse and that's something that i really want to focus on this year is um journaling but and not just like writing oh my day-to-day things but like really I use journaling like a prayer journaling that's um had good experience with this past year is whenever I do journal using it um in a way of communicating with God um so that's something I really want to focus on this year so have you found a lot like you're able to what what is the payoff because obviously you've you've done journaling this past year, and that became a big thing for you. I'm kind of reading between the lines here, but what is what does that help you do? How does it help you get from A to B in your spiritual life? Because it seems to be something that you're excited about. Like I can see in your face that you're excited about it. So like, what does that do for you? 
Well, for me, it's been a better way for me to really kind of put my prayer into words. Like I, you know, when I have, when I talk with God, I tend, or like try and pray, I tend to get very distracted. And when I'm writing, it's a lot more focused. Um, kind of, you know, I, when I was, you know, in, anytime I've done any classes or when I was in school and stuff, like I'm very big on note taking and writing things down as a way. And that was, that's a way from that I, Put a focus and remember and then you know in that if there's you know some you know if there's good happening going on like then i can see you know, that's that reminder of god's consolation later on when i'm having a dark time and it also has helped me a lot through um what i'm having when i'm really frustrated about something or upset about something when i really kind of put uh pen to paper or pencil i really do pencil not pen um pencil to paper um the math teacher and me <laughs> when I put the pencil and paper and write down my thoughts and my prayers and my even, you know, like all the things that I'm wanting to try and kind of say or remember, it, it kind of flows more and I can kind of hash things out and kind of hear God talking to me through that and seeing and like writing that down. I've, I have not had a good track record with journaling. Um, there are several journals that my mom kept of mine growing up that have like one or two pages written in it and that is it, but it's like gold. Like, I, there's one where I drew a picture of stubbing my toe on my sister's like Barbie house <laughs> and like writing about it. And then another one where I'm talking about how I got in trouble at school, like for, I can't remember what exactly it was. And like, it was like, whenever we had something happen, like my mom was like, you need to write, you need to write it in your journal. <laughs> she wanted me to remember, like she wanted it written down to remember mm -hmm. from my perspective. And then it's like, that's the only page in that journal or like, and she was like, <laughs> I found several books and it's just like one page from when I was a kid. And so I've, it's been kind of like that over the years, like where I've, when I've tried to write and, um, journal before because when I've tried to journal before it's always been like writing about my day or writing about you know what has happened and I kind of never really got into that like I just like I don't really care to write down what I did today but when I started using journaling as a way you know communicating with God in a form of prayer then that's helped me a lot to see like the fruit in journaling for me and to have that um conversation and sometimes like I, I'll go back and look at things and it's good for me to kind of read through that and other times like I just know that I'm never going to read this again and that's okay mm -hmm. and um, I just I needed to to use it to work through whatever I'm going through at the moment um, and then also I've, there's been some different books that I've read a bits of I've been working through these past this past year that um I'll journal. I've been journaling a little bit about like my reflections on those. And then I don't get to it for another like two months. And then I'll go back and say, oh, that's what I was, you know, that's what I was at in that book. So um, that's been helpful too. So that's, it's something that's been kind of on my mind for a while and I've wanted to, but this year I really feel like I need to um, kind of take the plunge and make myself become more consistent. That's awesome. I've been, I love that you're doing that because I've been doing that since I was like 12 and I have probably 40 or 50 notebooks full of prayers that I've written 
to God. Like they're just, my mom has most of them. And then there's a bunch that I have at my house. And that has become something that I treasure. Like that I to get your, your for your canonization <laughs> <laughs> no but i but i did you know it's weird when i was writing down all of my deep secret thoughts in high school there was this part of me that was like oh my gosh <laughs> i had to sort of edit it a little bit you know so that because i knew that like someday my kids are gonna read this or someone will but yeah so i think it's beautiful that you're doing that i think that i agree with you so much that it does help you to really say what's actually inside of your heart to God as to write it as prayers. I think that's so good. I hope my kids do that. I really do. And I think it's funny because I like to go back and look at things I wrote too. Annie's always, my husband is always like, you need to purge this and you need to get rid of it. And then just like this week as we're recording is when um, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI passed away. And there's letters from when he was seven out there, um, letters to baby Jesus that he wrote when he was seven. And I'm saying, if I throw all my stuff away, what if I, you know, you talk about your canonization. Like, no, for real. <laughs> all yeah. those writings are going to be lost. And so you know, I think it's great that both of you are doing that because I've gotten really bad about writing my stuff down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done journaling before, but really it's just a way of like working through a problem. Mm-hmm. Or just putting something down that, like, I don't feel like I can talk to anybody else about or something. Like, I'll put that in the journal. And then once I can get through that, like, it's done. And I don't touch it again until the next problem pops its, you know, head up. So, I've, I've liked the idea of doing the journaling every day. But I just, it's I don't just make the time you for do it. it. Well, um, but it's yeah. just not what you need. Yeah. And that's cool, too. I love that, though. And like you, Annie, um, I like to take the beginning of the year, instead of setting necessarily New Year's resolutions... I like to start thinking about Lent <clears throat> and uh, so what, you know, what are the habits I'm wanting to form this year? Because that's really what, when we get into Lent, is what we're looking for, is like forming those new habits of getting us closer to God, right? And so um, last, I guess maybe the last two years, I've done Mag 90, Magnified 90, like you're talking about, and starts, like you said, pretty early because since you guys... What can you just tell briefly, like soup, like what is magnified ninety? Just because I don't, I'm not sure I have a clear understanding of what's all involved. And since you both do it, I'm now like super interested in it. Well, it's a is formed as kind of like a, a, a female response, I guess, to um, Exodus ninety, which focuses a lot on aestheticisms. In its it, Exodus ninety is for men. Um, and there's there's a lot of intensity to it because the physicalness that uh, you know that that men experience is a little bit different than women, and um, but it's kind of a it, it, the focus is on uh, growing in virtue, and she uh, the, the author um, Kaylee Brown she's from the uh, Kansas City Archdiocese she um, she wrote a book that it was each day. You have, um, or each week, there's a different focus on uh, virtue and a saint that helps you grow in that virtue. And then she has suggested aestheticisms as well, but she really encourages you taking it to adoration to to determine um, what is God calling you to do with that. Um, So, like, her suggestions, and I don't have it on, well, probably do have it on me. Um, but her suggestions are things like no social media, um, 
no no makeup on Wednesdays, Fridays. I or, think Wednesdays or something. Avoiding sweets and alcohol, not snacking between meals, um, and but then like the main focus on there is adding in daily prayer of at least thirty minutes, including Mary's Magnificat, and alternating the litany of humility with the litany of trust, which I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, praying the Rosary daily, frequent. Frequenting the sacraments as um, often as your state of life allows. Weekly adoration, if you're able to. Um, listening to uplifting music podcasts, if you're going to be listening to those. Or if she puts it, if in doubt, choose silence. Uh, limiting or no uh, TV, except for religious programming in moderation or none at all. Just depending on what you um, really discern is right for you. For what God is calling for you to work on in your life. Um, another thing that's encouraged is intentional walks um, with, you know, friends, your husband, or um, because Jesus was always walking with others. And then adding it with the no snacking and stuff, she has no weighing on scales because we get so focused on how is this helping us lose weight to do this when in when reality, that's not your the reasoning for not snacking. That's not the reasoning for your sacrifice. Um, yeah, it can be an added bonus, but we shouldn't be focused on that. And um, I think that um, I think that that is a good addition that she added in there. Um, that like that I know that in the Exodus ninety, the, like that the men's the men don't have that on theirs. Like I know my husband when he's done it, like. When he was doing Exodus 90, he kept, like, checking the scale every once in a while. And I'm like, that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I also like the flexibility she has in it because, like, um, you know, there are some, like, diet programs where they do make you wait every day. So it was kind of like, mm-hmm. if you're, don't, don't do these modifications to lose weight, but you also can't, like, if you're already on another program where you have to, it's not like you're not. Right, right. And then she has, she also puts in there suggestions for maternity or breastfeeding, breastfeeding times, like, so that just kind of really reminding you that this is your sacrifice. This isn't something that, like, yeah, we have these commit, like, we really should commit along, you know, the community of committing with other people that the same, um, uh, the same journey, um, but that it can be flexible depending on your, you know, your state of life. And also with each day that you are sacrificing, um, you are supposed to be choosing somebody to be making that sacrifice for and praying for each day um, and really intentionally being intentional (laughs) about what your sacrifice is for and who it is for that you're doing this for a reason not just to show that you are good at sacrificing mm-hmm. you know <laughs> um so that's that's and it's like and i i've done it a couple years and like the, the readings that she has in the in her book are, are really wonderful um and there's some really good stuff that i've read it a few times now so if i um am doing Again, this year, my plan is to find, which I'm still, it's starting like next week. So I've got to figure that out. Um, but uh, 
I plan on finding a different, you know, different reading to do this year. Um, but I, I still, but still continuing to be daily doing like dedicated to those same things. I just have to put it in writing and say, this is what I'm doing. So I don't just like, I, I, I can see if I were to, to say, oh, well, I'll figure it out later. Then, then I might say, well, I just learned after a week that I shouldn't do that actually. Or, you know, like, like I need, if I commit to it, I need to commit to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I've, I've, I haven't ever done anything as intense as the Magnify 90. I was thinking about doing it last year and it didn't work out, but I kind of do the same thing that you guys were talking about, about thinking about Lynn, trying to think about Lynn a little bit early, just kind of thinking about the general goals that I have, like nothing really specific, but just I want to be more of a blessing to my family and, um, you know, grow, grow closer to God and stuff. But like, I don't really, I'm not huge into planning like that, I guess. I just don't really plan out exactly how I'm going to do that. I used to do New Year's resolutions and I failed every single year to actually keep up with them after like a couple of weeks or months or whatever. And so I just decided that resolutions were just nonsense and I just wasn't going to do them anymore. But yeah, it sounds, makes me sound like, you know, the Scrooge of New Year's. No, I totally agree with you. I have the same philosophy. I think that it's just one of those things that's become, at least in my life, just the one more should that feels like you're getting shitted on <laughs> when you don't do it exactly right. So I feel you. I'm definitely with you on that. Well, and like I said, like I kind of stopped doing resolutions per se when just focusing on habits. Cause yeah. you know, at the beginning of the year, like I said, if I start focusing on Lent now, I mean, that's really, it's only, you know, usually I sometimes Lent can start, February know, 8th yeah. last year. Yeah, so it's only like four to six weeks away sometimes. Mm-hmm. So starting to think about it a little bit early and those habits I want to form. And, you know, like right now I've, I have restarted this book four times. The Ma- um, Mary Home, the Mar- uh, Martha Home, Mary Way, mm-hmm. Mary Way. Yeah, whatever it is. I'll fix it in a minute. But, but I start this book every year. And I get to about day 10. Because, but this is like probably the first year that my house is actually ready for me to do the book. So I've been a lot more upbeat about because like, you know, we've always been renovating, which we're still renovating, but not as intensely as we have been in the past. So like we get to bedroom day, I'm like, oh, I don't have those things. And so, and then I kind of fall off the wagon. But this year, like, I feel like it's, we're set up better and my kids are older so they actually are helping out with it this year and it's actually been really nice like today even we cleaned all the bathrooms and mopped the floors and it was just really nice and um but for the past several years i've wanted to do is that book like every other month or every three months so that my house gets that type of clean you know at least three to four times a month or a year and I usually get day 10 and don't look at the book again until around <laughs> spring. And then I'm like, oh, maybe. And then, yeah, it never really happens. <laughs> but I have, I'm hopeful this year. But it's one of those things. That it's a habit that I want. And so I don't want to just throw it out the window because I fail every year. But at the same yeah. time, so I try to just start it over again. Because if I mean, if we did that with our prayer life and stuff, every time our prayer life didn't work the way we wanted it to, and we just gave up, I mean, that would be kind of sad. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think uniting some of these things, that these habits that we want to prayer, like praying for somebody, having a certain intention, 
linked to it helps. And yeah. that's one of the reasons I like this, this book is because it's like before you even start cleaning out the fridge, you thank God for all the food that you have and that you are able to have that food. And you thank him. But you don't thank the him. food and then only and then throw it away because it doesn't spark joy anymore. <laughs> no. no, I don't think there's any condo fans on this podcast. So. <laughs> there could be. Okay, uh, Stacy just said that she's a Marie Kondo. Fan. I don't, except for the books thing. I, I'm not. I'm not. I do not agree with her on getting rid of books. Just, yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about all the things in my life that don't spark joy. And I'm like, this is not a good thing for me to just think it's okay to just chuck everything that doesn't make me happy in the moment. I was thinking more of the like getting rid of clutter part. But yeah, yeah, not sparking joy. And we are Catholic. You can't go with the feelings all the time, right? Right, exactly. So I think I think that it's cool that you said that because I was thinking about what Alicia was saying about how she just, she doesn't really go about it the way that like that specific way, but she sort of looks at what she wants almost like more of in her life. Like what, like what you said, like what has been working and she wants to be more of a blessing. But then I also feel like the way that you framed it was beautiful. You were really just saying, I'm here and I'm ready to improve. And then almost like you're waiting on the Lord to just show you. You know, like, here I am. I want you to help me be more of what you want. And then you just let him. And then you just sit there and just let him show you. And I think there's something that's really, I think that we all go through those seasons where we do those real strategic structured things like Mag 90. And there's other seasons where we're just like, here I am, Lord. What did we do right last year? And what can, you know, what do you want of this year? What's your vision? I don't want to speak for you, but that's kind of. The feeling I got. Yeah. yeah, well, no, that's that's one, like, tactic I've been taking recently is just, you know, I, I, I want to not only grow closer to God, but I want him to grow. I want to grow closer to him in the way that he wants me to so that I become the person that he's called me to be, yeah. that he's made me to be. And so asking him, like, you know, like I have um, a usual, like, morning, afternoon, and evening, um, like, prayer time that I, that I typically do. But... Recently, I've been feeling very dry about it and like I just want to do something different and but I don't really know what that might be or if maybe I'm just going through a dry spell and so mm. this is a time to persevere and not necessarily change. Mm. And so I've been asking God, you know, like, well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to pick up a different thing or change or add something new or whatever it is that you want me to do? Help me to discern what that is. And um, it's kind of the, the approach that I like to take with it. Um, recently and it maybe that might be a little too gun shy I can tend to be a little too gun shy in that regard but um, so far it's served me fairly well so yeah. but I think too though if like if you do want to take like very specific steps and working towards a goal like you know one thing that I've learned is you know if you want to start praying more during the day just in general which is something that you know all of us ought to do because that's you know, that's communication with God. You're not going to grow in re your relationship with God unless you have that, you know, starting out rather than being like, you know, this big thing, I'm going to do a rosary a day. If you've never prayed a rosary a day, start out with a decade. Or if that seems too much, you start with an Our Father and a Hail Mary. Like God's not, I don't think he's going to 
be upset because you're not praying the entire rosary right away. He's just, you know, as long as you're being intentional about it and you're trying to be there for him out of love for him and wanting to open yourself up to his love, then, you know, I think he's going to be pretty happy about that and it's going to serve you well. There's a story of St. Teresa of Avila. One of her nuns was came to her and said, you know, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I don't feel like I, God is pleased with my prayer time. And the only advice she gave her was do what moves you to love. Mm -hmm. Do the thing that makes you love him the most in your prayer, the thing that makes you feel the most connected with him. Do that. Yeah. And he'll be there, which I thought was just really beautiful. And so in line with what you're saying, that simplicity, just don't overcomplicate it. And I think sometimes gun shy is better than it's like for me. I'm more, my fault is that I try to take on way too much, way more than the Lord has told me to do and way more than he's asked me to do in terms of my prayer life and spiritual life. And that always burns me. And so I really like your approach a lot better. And I'm learning as I grow in him to take a quieter and softer, more mellow approach to change into New Year's, into these, you know, markers and time that we have as humans that allow us to start over, thank God for the church year, which is always returning again and again and giving us a chance to begin again with these types of resolutions that'll draw us closer to God. And I think when I when I think about, I, I'm, I'm with you, I don't really do New Year's resolutions. I just think they're kind of ugh, overdone. Mm -hmm. But I do think about who I'm trying to be in the next year and who I want to be. And the kind of person I want people, well, the, the kind of message I want to send. And I was thinking over about this group, our whole, this last year, all of us experienced some really big heartbreaks in our lives. And I mean, these are like the things that break people's hearts have happened within this group to almost all of us in different ways. Um, big changes within our family, um, deaths, uh, just all kinds of things, changes in just where we are with, uh, anyway, everything, big changes. And I kept thinking about, in my life, with the things that had changed and had really kind of shook my life up this year, the one thing that I saw that I didn't like was I want to be a I want to be a kind of person that can show up for what I need to do and for my family and still be able to sing and be joyful and be cheerful even while my heart is breaking and while I'm dealing with this heavy emotional thing on my chest. Because you don't know, you know what it feels like when that, that you're just crushed. It might not even be a big thing, but you're very upset about whatever's going on. And you can hardly even see the people in front of you because you're just so overwhelmed with that emotion and you're just holding it on your shoulders. And I noticed that this is happening to me a lot this year and that it was completely taking me away from these little people that are right in front of me because I was so in my head. And so this year, I really think I, I don't want that to, I want to learn how to push through that in a more healthy way. I don't deal really well with that. And it's, it was keeping me from being able to do what I needed to do with my family and listen to them and be present to them. 
So I, I would, I don't even know if it's possible though. I mean, I don't even know if that's like a thing people can do. I think it, maybe it's not, but I want to be like a person that can do that. Mm -hmm. That can be like, you know what? I am dealing with a horrible, huge, frustrating heartbreak or stressor or whatever it is that feels like I can't breathe, but I'm still going to get up and I'm still going to make coffee and I'm still going to smile and I'm still going to be here for these people. That's been one of the things that I've really been working on. And the one thing that helps me remember, like helps me do that or try to, or do that better, I guess, or get towards that, is I just keep remembering Jesus is one. I mean, we are like, that's, that's just thing. I just keep telling myself, like all these things are stressing me out or, or I'm worried about them. And I'm like, there's no reason for me to worry about them because this battle's already been won. It's God's will is going to be working in this the way it's supposed to be working in it. And I don't know that that doesn't always help. I mean, like help everybody, but it helps me to mm -hmm. be kind of just not move on from the moment, but to accept it a little bit better. If that makes any sense. So that um, I can be more present to those around me. I wish that worked for me. That one just doesn't, I still can't seem to come out of it when I think the only thing that's kind of like what you're talking about, that's mm -hmm. that I have been able to, to, to sit better with the sorrow or the frustration that's so big. Um, it's just, I wasn't uh, to, to remember, this is the life that you've called me to and everybody suffers. Yeah. Like every one of us is going to suffer in order for me to be what you asked me to be, I must go through this. I don't like it. It isn't fair. It feels wrong, but it's happening. And that means you're wanting to accompany me in this. And so I'm trying to find him inside of that, which is really hard yeah. <laughs> in some things. Cause some things just feel like unnecessary, just irritation. You're like, Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so I, well, especially when you brought them upon yourself. Yes. You know, oh, that's the like, worst well, one. Yeah. <laughs> and it brings so much heartache and you go like, well, okay, you've allowed this to happen. You've allowed me to do this thing. And, but could you have just not? <laughs> could you, you know, have like just this stopped thing, in front of me? Yeah, this thing hurt well. so incredibly bad. Could you do, you just not. And so it's hard to kind of get past that question and get into the you know, company, accompaniment part. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've taken just a terrible route when it comes to the whole New Year stuff. Like, I celebrate New Year's with the kids and you know, Happy New Year's to everybody and all that jazz. But I've always, I don't know, I have a very pessimistic view of the whole New Year thing. Because I'm just like, oh, well, you know, like, yeah, it's like a new year. But it's just not like it's just the next day. It's just the continuation of time passing. So it's not like this big new thing. And I know morning news as like... People use it as, like, you know, a way to start over, right? Especially if things have been tough the year before. But, like, for for me and my family, you know, like, the tough thing started um, kind of middle of the year, not last year, but the year before. And it just continued on. And it mm. continued on the entire last year. Mm. And, you know, like, some other things are, continue on, are continuing on this year. So I'm like, it's – I get it. Like, I get what people do. But also I'm like, you know what, it's just – it's another day, and if if I'm always, I don't know, I guess I, I the way that I think about it is if I'm always just trying to restart at the beginning of the year, now it's like I need to restart every day. 
Yeah. And that's what I want to focus on is like, I want to restart every day and trying to, you know, if I fall off the wagon on something or I'm having a difficulty with something the next day, picking up and going, okay, God, I need you in this. Like, it's not just a once a year renewal. It's an every single day kind of renewal. Well, so, that, you yeah. know, I'm starting to think as you're saying this, I'm wondering if this disconnect that we're having could be partly because of being Catholic and that we live these liturgical seasons this whole year. And so for us, uniquely among people, there are all these new starts already within the year. So this one might just feel like a false sort of like a... Well, it's like a secular well, kind of start, I guess. Yeah, yes. because... And it's our, just fine. Like, it's just, it's for fun. But we're new, just like, eh, already new started year. that. Well, Catholic New Year yeah. started at the yeah. Yeah. six weeks ago. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. if that's part of it for us, if it's just... It really is just almost entirely secular to a, a liturgical Catholic's mind because for us, that huge time to restart and renew really is, as Lent, as Annie and Stacy were saying, Lent. Lent is that big, okay, what can we do? That, that real reflective time. So it's almost like what you're saying. You're like, we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you said, man, why are we always trying to restart something? Maybe we need to work on being faithful in what God has already called us to do and continue on in that. I think that's kind of where I'm at too, because I pretty much know that there's stuff he's asked me to do. And we talked about this in another conversation that I'm still struggling to obey him on from last year. (laughs) And when I do obey him, it isn't well. And so I'm kind of really wanting to focus on that. Like just saying yes to the Lord. Yes, I do remember you told me to do that. Yes, I need to do that better, and I need to do it more, and I need to be faithful. So I think that's where I'm at this year. Going back to what we were saying a little bit ago about um, when things are really hard and painful and being able to find find joy when we're in such blahness, I guess. Or I something, know. yeah. Um, Contentment. One, one of the things I think about, too, is one of the things I learned, I guess, we're losing Angel, or you know, our baby. I mean, this is a baby we should be having a nine-year-old in our house this mm-hmm. upcoming year, in just a couple months that we don't have. And it's like one of those things where the pain doesn't go away, but your life changes around it. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense, it adapts. Um, so you can st- the pain's still there, but you can still find joy in the beauty that's around you. If that, that makes any sense. Yeah. And so I think sometimes when we say that, you know, we try to persevere, God's one, things happen for a reason, things like those can feel like actually like punches in the face. Yes, sometimes absolutely. when you're in pain. Yes. I I think what I try to get what I'm trying to get to when I say things like that is that that pain doesn't really go away. Like it, it your life changes around it and it reforms and adapts, I guess. But you can still find beauty in the other things around you. God is continuously giving you these gifts. And just because you're hurting over here doesn't mean that you can't enjoy the gifts that you're getting at the same time. You can still be in in this hurt, this pain that he's walking with you through, but also enjoying these other gifts that he's giving you at the same same moment. So if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think I really want him to teach me how to let him 
move through me even in an intense pain, like in the mm-hmm. middle of it. Like when I don't want to, like if something is just overwhelming, I just do not want to get out of bed in the morning because I know I have to face it again. You know, um, how can I feel that way and still let Jesus' life shine through me? And I, I just, I, I really, if I find a way, guys, I will report back. <laughs> like I'm telling you, I really... I hear what you're saying, and I know that all that's true, and I've seen that true in my life. But I, I feel like he's almost asking me, I really actually want you to just move through it mm-hmm. and come out on the other side with my help in a supernatural way. I need you to depend on me to do it. And I don't know, maybe that's just a unique thing he's asking from me this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious how it's going to play out. I'll report back next year. <laughs> no promises. This is not a resolution. <laughs> Well, you were talking about Alicia, and then I just had been talking to my husband about this the other day. That I tend to set set these like start dates for myself. Like, oh well, I'm not going to start that yet because well, we're I'll, I'll wait until until New Year's, or I'll wait until Mag ninety starts, or I'll wait until Lit starts, or you know, we, I'll save that one. That's a really good one. So I'll save that for my Linton you know, promise. And, um, and then I, I have this like period of times like where I could have already been starting this practice that is good for me, that I should be building a habit of now. But instead in my head, I'm like, well, I'll just wait until then. But um, I really like what you said, Alicia, about that restart every day. You know, and that's something I, like, like I said, I was talking to my husband about this too. It's like, I don't need to be waiting until the, you know, until Lent to, to start journaling or doing that, you know, at any other time, it's like, really, I need to, if I'm going to make that commitment, then I need to be starting that now um, or whatever it is that, that I'm doing to, to try and, you know, have, you know, whatever it is that I want to start in my life. Like, but there is something about having a specific, like this period of time, this is when I'm going to start something as well that can be like like Stacy was talking about the um having a Martha home the merry way I can't remember if it's called either um because I've done that one before as well and uh starting it at the beginning of the year and what was nice when I did that um which I only tried that once and I think I made it a little bit further than 10 days but I did not make it all the way through um but we I had a community of people online that we're all doing it together. And so there was that like accountability. And so I think that there's like, there's something like whenever you have that accountability with other people that are doing things all at the same time as you, um, that can be really beautiful. And I think that's something like with this community of women that we have just here on this podcast is we, we try to keep each other accountable in those things. And as women, I think that it's important for us to have those good uplifting friendships that we can go to each other for to encourage each other in those things that we need that extra like push towards to be better to be you know as as, um best selves for god and having good friendships that encourage each other um i think is really really important and i know it's been very hard for me when i've had times where I haven't had these as uplifting friendships 
um, to stay on that, you know, that same path and that to, to, it gets very discouraging. So for our listeners, you know, that don't necessarily have those friendships. I know like it's, I know how hard it is to build a community and, um, I encourage you to, to reach out, whether it's at your, your parish online with our, you know, even within our group, like we, um, want to support each other in doing what we need, what we, what God is calling us to do and how he's calling us to grow closer to him. Whether you like making New Year's resolutions or not, or if you have a hard time with coming up with your Lenten mortifications, um, or our, um, I guess if we put the two together, our Lent illusions um, that we've been talking about, or um, even if you're like Alicia and just start every day anew, start every day new with God, we love to hear your take on this. And we wish you all the best for this new year. I know that now we are um, getting ready for Lent. And we also will be praying for you over the Lenten season. And we hope you do the same for us. Wishing you a penitent Lent. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you. Coffee and Catholics is a proud partner of the Smart Catholics Podcast Network. Find new shows to love, meet like-minded Catholics, and join the community at smartcatholics.com.